Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Odds Against All podcast. I'm Brad. I'm Cullen, bringing you the latest and greatest in music and culture here in Provo, Utah. Today, we're up against new, new music. music. All righty. Welcome, welcome. How's it going? Episode number dos. Episode numero dos. Numero doce. Yeah. Glad uh, to be here. Yeah, it's good to be back. Recording here once again at the Stone Sheba in Provo, Utah. Stone Sheba, I'm sure you've seen it. They got a little dog wearing headphones with a microphone in front of its face. It's a little dog. It's a little dog in the picture, but in real life, a Sheba's a pretty big dog, I understand. Maybe I'm incorrect, but... Really? Well, I I, so. it, it does look like it could be a, a vicious dog from the painting. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, some dogs are vicious, some aren't. I believe Matt painted this, as a matter of fact. Matt... By the way, we talked a little bit about him last time. He is the uh, he's the founder of the Stone Sheba. He is. We call him Matt the Man around here. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you call him that. But I, I just made that up. I actually. call him. I call him Matt. I've never called him Matt the Man till yeah. just now. But uh, yeah, uh, we're excited to get back to some some more stuff we want to talk about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, Colin, how was your day today? Before we get into the the, uh, the meat. The meat and bones of it, the, the ligaments, meat, the and meat tendons. and chicken, and the 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 dark meat of it. Yeah, what, the what? thighs of it. My day was good. The the question everyone that's on everybody's mind right now is how was my day, and the answer to that would be good. I had a <laughs> um, what do they call it? A Totino's pizza. Yes, I those only, are those are ab, those are absolutely great. That's just they're absolutely sinful. Yes, I, I only eat the kind with the cubed pepperonis. Yeah, that's that's the best kind. That's how you know you've got the right ones. The the pepperonis are cubes and not circular. Yeah, the circular ones. It seems a little bit artificial. Despite, I mean, I mean, pepperonis aren't naturally cubed, but it just seems a little bit forced. It seems like they kind of gave in to. Uh, Pizza stereotypes. Yeah, I feel like they got their own thing going on with the cubed pepperoni. They don't need to. They can do whatever they want, but you know, I I feel like it's a better move to just do their own thing. So. And the way I do it, as a matter of fact, is I um I put it in the oven. I like you know me. I like my stuff a little bit crispy. Yeah, yeah. I put it in there. Crispy um, boy is what you've been known as. <laughs> I made that one up too just now. Crispy boy, crispy boy. No, um, I put it in there and I I put it in there right before it's um, it's it's not done preheating yet, right? Okay, and I yeah. go about 10 degrees over um, the heat um, velocity that it says on the back of the, um, what's it called, um, box? Yeah, Daredevil <laughs> Totino Boy. That's also that you've been known as. But, but I put it in there before it's it's done preheating, and I, I put it in there for about 10 minutes, and then I fold it in half like a taco, then I broil one side, and then I flip it over about a minute and a half later and broil the other side, so it's nice and crispy. I eat it like a little burrito. It's so good. Wow, I... I'm surprised your house hasn't burned down. No, it's not dangerous or anything. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, just broiling scares me. Broiling stuff scares <clears> me. <throat> yeah, it does. Because you can put something in. I, I don't get broiling because like, sometimes it's more powerful than others. Um, yeah, you I, put, I don't think there's a standard broil. I think it's just like as hot as this effing oven can go, that's where we're taking it. And that's how hot your food's going to be. You could put something in there for a minute and a half and it come, it's like brown. It's like, dang, what happened to my food? You can ruin your food that way, so be careful. Yes, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen many times. Anyways, that was I ate that and that's basically all I did today. It's I been the highlight of your day? Basically, I worked and that was fine. Um, and that, whatever. Yeah, cool. That's good. What about, how was your day? Uh, my day was good. I Cool, moving on. No, I, went, <laughs> I went to work and that was it. I, uh, what did you eat for lunch? Um, do you have lunch at work? Uh, I mean, technically, yeah, technically, I, I do. I, I, I just kind of, I kind of work and eat. It's 
probably not good. At the same time, you get your greasy paws all, uh, over, the, well, okay. all over the keyboard. No, okay, yeah, that's not true. I take a break, but I technically I don't like go to lunch somewhere. You know, I don't I don't like uh, sit down in the break room. I usually go back to my desk, eat my food at my desk. But I'm not like uh, on the keyboard, lip smacking. You know, greasy fingers. Yeah, I usually like before I start eating something, I'll I'll turn on a video. An enjoyable YouTube video or something of the like, yeah. and uh, I'll I'll watch that, and I have to make sure it's something long enough, uh, so that I don't have to choose something new with my greasy fingers later after I've already started eating lunch. What stinks though is is maybe you're watching a new video and something comes up that you didn't know was in the video, perhaps like a I don't know like a, a you you weren't expecting a woman who's like um, not clothed uh, fully for work right, and and that, could that pops up on the video and you got to change it with your greasy fingers right. Right. Yeah. Not that she's completely nude. No, no, no. But even like a woman in a bathing suit. A people, standard music video. People people might pass by and be like, what the heck is he watching? It's oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Today I was watching like kind of like a, a news kind of culture video, <laughs> like like a vlog thing. Phil DeFranco. And uh, <laughs> there was like a picture that popped up on it. And I was like, um, I need to get off the screen right now. But I had greasy fingers, so I didn't care. The only other person that saw was... My wife, who also actually works with me, so mm. she didn't judge me too much. And if you have to change it, change it with your nose. Press the space bar. Yeah. Yes. You could just change the space bar, or uh, press the space bar rather to uh, to achieve that same result and just be like, uh, "Hey, I, I don't know what happened." Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, what did you eat for lunch, by the way? <laughs> oh, back to that. I, I ate a grilled cheese. Ooh, you made it at work. I made it at work. I used to do that, but that. One day I came into work and that just seemed so gross to me because I think I had the realization so many people use that grilled cheese maker and I was like, dude, people's grilled cheese grease is on this and it's like somebody told me this and it grossed it out even further because I expressed to them, that's a little bit gross that nobody cleans this thing. No, nobody cleans it. Uh, and, and they uh, said, every once in a while somebody will clean it. I'm not going to give away where we work. Uh, no, if you know us, you'd know where we work. But uh, any, anyway, nobody I, ever cleans that thing. And I don't want to go... Um, I expressed this to somebody how gross I thought it was, and they pushed me over the edge with this. They told me that um, it adds to the flavor. It adds flavor, and that's, that grossed that, me out. Okay, yeah, that's. Gross. I don't want to be tasting other that, people's finger juices that seeped into the uh, bread, and and on you know onto the uh, onto the sandwich that I'm making. It's gross. It's, it's just it's gross. incredibly gross. Another thing, and I, I'm like really grateful for my job. I love it so much. They actually provide stuff to make grilled cheeses there, which is. Not standard, you know. Usually, you have to bring your own lunch, but uh, a lot of times, I'll end up making a, you know, a, a grilled cheese or a PB and J there instead of bringing my own lunch, which is awesome because it's free. Um, it is awesome. I, I but it, it's awesome. Definitely awesome. It's awesome. Uh, it, it leads to bad uh, dieting uh, habits. Like they like, got apples and bananas there. So they do you got really that. Don't have an they excuse. got string cheese. They so also have lean cuisines in the uh, in the, in the whole in uh, the vending machine that'll give you the runs. <laughs> They might. It might give you the if you eat too many. Oh, I'm not over. saying they might. For me, if I eat it, they will. They're and they have. Well, we'll have to get back to that. Anyway, they put. They, so they, one of the things they provide in order to make the grilled cheeses are uh, is, is it a big tubs of butter, and it's I can't believe it's not butter, not yes. just regular butter. Anyway, so that stuff's incredibly greasy. You slather that on. I don't do this because I don't think it's necessary to make a grill, good grilled cheese. But people will slather that stuff all on the sides of the freaking grilled cheese yeah. and bread. They put that into the grilled cheese makers that they have at work, and then they, you know, nobody really cleans them. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, you can just imagine over time, grilled cheese after grilled cheese after grilled cheese, after 
random other grilled thing that maybe somebody makes. And maybe somebody... It gets, it gets yeah. incredibly greasy up in there. And maybe somebody's making one who you think is particularly a little bit grimy on the grimy side, and you see them just sliding that. They're on the grimy side of life. They, yeah, they're, they're on grime time live, and they're sliming <laughs> that. I can't believe it's not butter onto that sandwich. And, it makes, and then they miss a little spot, and they, they, smut, they smear it in with their pinky. <laughs> Disc- that, that that would be disgusting. And then I think ew 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 ew, and that's what pushed me over the edge to not make them. Because when I first got there, I was lust I was lusting for grilled cheeses, but now I don't I don't particularly. Well, I mean, it probably helps too, or it probably helped you not eat them as much to the fact that you ate quite a few when you first got there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I'm over that. I'm over it. You're over it. I, I I'm just too poor to be over it right now. But yeah, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Uh, anyway, this now that we a, talked about what we wanted to talk about, this is a food review podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, let's see. We, uh, yeah, I mean, again, you're just, you listen to the Odds Against All podcast. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in and listening to us today. Yes, thank you. Um, I want to point out, too, we had a really good friend of ours, Celeste Faye. Uh, she came to my house. We sat down with her for, I don't know, like an hour or something. We described mm-hmm. something we wanted, uh, in the form of like an art commission. And she's drawn it for us, and it's amazing. It's a, it's a picture of me and Cullen. We just look, we just look regal on the, on in that drawing. Regal, regal. What does that, that mean? It means magnificent. Oh, that's the name of the movie theaters, Regal Studios or something, right? What? No. Regal theaters. What are you talking about? In their movie theaters called Regal. Maybe somewhere in some place. Right. I don't Anyways. think here, homie. Moving on. Anyway, uh, so she drew this awesome picture for us. Shout out to Celeste Bay. You can find her on uh, Instagram at Celest. It's a funny, it's a funny variation of her name. It's spelled S E L L I S T dot does as in D O E S dot sum S O M E dot art A R T Celeste does some art Dang. on Instagram. Uh, feel free to hit her up for art commissions. Dang you! You mad that memorizes? Good job. Well, I tag her a lot in other posts I have to make for other things that I do too, so I just remember it. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, yeah, she, really she does cool. some really good art, and definitely shout out to her. Something I noticed on my last on, on our last episode is I, I shouted out a lot of people, so I'm gonna try to be a little bit less liberal with the shout outs. <laughs> You're time. gonna save them for special moments. I was shouting out everybody and their dog. Yeah, right. Up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit less liberal. I'm gonna be a little more conservative on the shout out okay. side. Okay. But shout out to Celeste. She's she's awesome and uh, she she did really good on the artwork. It, it looks um, regal. Ronald Regal. It looks Ronald great. Regal. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Celeste. Uh, we'll have to have her on the podcast sometime. I think it'd be fun. Talk about the arts. Talk, Talk about, about the, the arts. arts. She actually does some music too. Funny thing, I actually met Celeste. I when she, her band opened for my band in Rexburg because oh they, really um yeah they uh this really awesome venue down uh, or up rather in Rexburg called the Basement uh, hosted my band Talisomniac and her band at the time Ramona's Ghost was playing and uh, that's how I met her actually did, did she uh did she play um at when y'all played at the Rat Jack last time no no, no, no. that was another she might have been there though. Okay, that might have been someone else who played good. That was a touring band, wasn't it? That might, you might be thinking of one of the touring bands, actually. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so shout out to her. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess should we just get into yes, what we're going to get into? Let's get into the nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty. The real spicy nitty-gritty. So we're going to be doing a bit of album reviews. I'm air quoting album reviews, just discussing albums. That's we, mainly what it's going to be. It's not going to be some big, you know, academic... <coughs> breakdown we're just going to talk about what we thought about stuff we know we are scholars or um, professional music critics however I, I do think we're able to listen to things and and we we know how to listen to things critically mm-hmm. um 
which a lot of people know how to do. Obviously, everyone's a critic is what they say. Yeah. And so that's all we're given is our opinions. So, yeah. I mean, we in no way are any authoritative figure. I don't know why I need to say this, but we're just giving our opinions about a couple albums that came out in the last week. Last I think, week. Last I think week. both of these came out last week. I might be wrong about that. Uh, those two albums are A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships by the band The 1975 and some rap songs by the rapper Earl Sweatshirt. Uh, let's... Let's talk about the 1975 first. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, okay, so I've listened to a few, just some background, my personal background with the 1975. Uh, it's not huge. Uh, I understand it's probably a little bit bigger than yours. But um, 1975 is a kind of like a pop rock band, I guess you could call them. Yeah. Uh, based out of England. I believe Manchester is where they began. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, they write really kind of like laid back pop rock tunes, mm-hmm. uh, some influence from like shoegaze from the early nineties, as well as some like electronic, some indie rock influences. Uh, they, they're, they kind of like, they have a really cohesive sound. Like, uh, yeah. their sound doesn't sound totally just all over the place, but they, you can definitely tell there's some, there's some inspiration they're drawing from lots of places. And this new album I think is probably, uh, from my experience, their most varied album I, I, as far I could, as sound goes. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, and as far as my personal background with this group, I honestly, I had no clue who the 1492, what's the name? 1975. 1975. Um, <laughs> I had no clue. It's who a they, joke, people. I had no clue who they were before this. I didn't know if it was a band. I didn't know if it was a group. I didn't know if it was like, I didn't know if they are. I didn't know what genre they were. And as a matter of fact, you said we're going to review this, and I... I listened to the whole thing not knowing that information, which... That's kind of cool, though. Which I, I'm glad I did, because I... And as I was listening to it, as a matter of fact, I thought of some things that I actually did remember, just a couple things that I remember about people saying about them. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to go into it, because I felt like it was a good opportunity to really look at something, uh, to really to listen to the album objectively and not um, have any preconceived... Uh, notions. I'm kind of jealous of that, that you got to do that. That's what's really cool. Yeah, and I thought it was pretty cool, and, and not to have anything else kind of uh, influence my opinion on it besides what I'm hearing and what I think of the album. And, uh, yeah, so I, I think, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about my, my background on them. Okay, cool. Um, all right, I'll, I'll just talk about, I guess, like, I have, for this one, I have some kind of like not not exactly like not every track, but I have some track by tracks. Okay, let's. I guess you could we could do that, or um, we can talk about because I did the same thing. I can just talk about overall how I felt too. I, I don't know. Maybe we could do that at the end. Let's talk track by track right now. Yeah, because I did um, the same thing for most. What did you like of the intro, or what, what did you think about the intro track? So, like I mentioned, I it's called the 1975 is the name of that track. Yeah. yeah so I, I like I said, I, I had no previous background with this group as a matter of fact i found out their group right and i hope this didn't make me sound not that i need to be qualified but i i i only listened to the album and so right before we started this i actually looked up i was like i should probably know if they're a group or not and they are a group they're a band <laughs> yes they are a band like they're a band with like guitars yeah and, and so i heard this opening track and i got some uh kind of what it reminded me of was like kind of some Kanye West inspired auto tune, didn't it? Kind especially of like, that first track. And there's a few tracks on here that definitely I got that influence. Some Bony Bear too. Yeah, especially yeah. that first one. And and I guess I don't necessarily only mean Kanye West, but but something he would have like on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Oh yeah, that's kind of what I 
um, I got from that first one. And I was like, oh, this is fine. But I was still like, okay, this is, from that track, I thought, I thought, okay, this is like a weekend character or a party next door type of character. Kind of thing. That's, that's <laughs> really funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, that's what's uh, interesting. Uh, and I, said, I, I know earlier I said we kind of get into the overall a little bit later. And I will dive into that later. Yeah. But um, overall, this was pretty varied. Like it was not, like they had some like, I would say, standard kind of 1975 fare mixed in there but there was some stuff in here I, there was some real le- not like super hard left turns because it, it was a pop album right i mean overall oh yeah just a pop rock album but uh I, there were some things in there some kind of curveballs i was like that's this is this is actually pretty interesting coming from them uh so what i thought about the intro track um i i kind of thought if, overall i thought that track was a little bit boring uh, it had those cool interjections of like the auto croon kind of thing though yeah, that yeah. I was not expecting. I was like, I was thinking it was just going to be some big build up kind of ambient track at first because it starts out super quiet. I think like the first like 15, 20 seconds of it, there's like almost nothing. You just kind of hear some stuff in the background and then he comes in with this, yeah. this auto tune melody and it sounds, it sounds really cool. It sounded like Bon Iver's last album yeah. that it reminded me of. I, and I, I liked the first track. I thought it was fine, I, but at this point, I was like, I don't know what this is. So yeah, right. It was pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, cool. Next track. So uh, overall, kind of an over- underwhelming start for me. Uh, sounded like you were you you kind you liked that. I thought it was, did, but you didn't know what to expect from there. Yeah, I thought it was an appropriate beginning. I mean, why start off with a bang? In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, that's what the second track is for. Well, see, I I normally I like starting it out with something like that. I just feel like if you're gonna if you're going to book in something, not even book in, if you're going to put something right on the front, I don't know. It didn't catch my attention right away. Next track, though, uh, Give Yourself a Try. I actually, I really liked that track uh, with the really high-pitched guitar line that was kind of, it was almost like grating your ears a little bit because it was so repetitive and it was so high in the mix. But uh, I thought it was a cool choice. It was an interesting choice. For I thought song. it was cool, too. And, and I was kind of getting, I was kind of realizing, I was like, okay, this is definitely a pop album. At this point, and I was like, well, for a pop song, this is actually pretty cool um, instrumentation mm-hmm. for it, especially with the guitar, like you were saying. I was like, that's kind of that's kind of interesting. It, it so, and it was pretty much just like a pop song, I guess. But but it it, it was interesting to me because of that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm I'm into this. I like that second song. Yeah, I like the, I like the, I like to give yourself a try. <laughs> I, I believe I believe maybe I, that might it, it might be a single. I'm not sure, but I really liked that one. Um, it was kind of. I don't know, kind of. It wasn't like standard 1975 fare, but it was kind of like something they would have done, uh, just slightly uh, more uh, of an experimental approach to kind of what they would usually do. Oh, uh, that one. That one. Yeah, that's kind of. I'd say that that one's similar to some of the stuff they've done before. Yeah, yeah, um, de- definitely, and, and that's kind of a theme with a lot of this. I would, I would say, is a lot of stuff on this album is it's not necessarily that it's. Uh, something completely um, out there music like mute song structure wise it's not like kid a or something like that yeah but, but although i will say i think some okay computer vibes were all over this i actually have a lot to say about that in a okay. second yeah anyway which is sorry funny. um but i think i think it was it was normal um like song structure wise but a lot of the i guess sonically um excuse me they kind of did some different stuff which, which kind of made it stuck out from just a regular pop uh album does that make sense to you yeah yeah there were definitely some like little palettes in there i know in the past they've had some stuff that i know in the past they've had some stuff that that uh kind of 
was along those lines, like I said earlier. Some of the stuff, earlier stuff was more shoegaze-influenced. Uh, I definitely saw some kind of different sonic direction. Uh, more like ethereal, some ambient stuff coming on to this one that was yeah. not their usual. Not not quite as... It was a little bit heavier. Not not heavy, but you know what I mean. It was laid, lathered on a little bit heavier than they usually do. Yeah. Um, next song was called... It was called Two Time. I don't know. It was like all caps, Two Time, Two Time, Two Time. Um, I really liked the production on that song. I really liked those brassy kind of sounding and i don't know if that was a synth actually i think yeah. it, i think it's like a some kind of brass sounding synth mm-hmm. uh kind of coming up in the background at various points that was my favorite part um i'm gonna say this uh though one of my uh qualms with the 1975 is a lot of their stuff uh the vocalist just feels really just lifeless to me like the vocals really? will, the vocals strike me as really just like i don't know man like uh it's it's not my fa this this dude, I think his name's Matt Healy, Matty Healy. His vocal style's not my one hundred percent favorite. Yeah, I don't know if he sounds like that on every um all their stuff, but I, I don't know if he uses the auto tune as a uh just to kinda of help the, the aesthetic of the album or he needs it because his vocals are bad. Do you no, he's, know? He's a, he's a he's a decent singer. It's just his his uh his performance is just kinda like I don't know, it's just sometimes his thing is just kinda that that thing where, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it except for like, his vocals just sound kind of dead to me sometimes. Like yeah. they just, just like, just not like he's not singing with a lot of conviction. And may I think for them sometimes it's kind of an aesthetic choice, but also you can't do that all the time, right? Like sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta change it up. And yeah, uh, and I don't think he does that on every song. No, not on every song. Um, but yeah, two time I was feeling that hard. Um, I don't know. What, do you have any other thoughts about Two Time? By the time I got to this track, I was starting to realize I was like, okay, I don't know if there's a group or a just an artist, but what I what I had gathered at this point, I was like, okay, this is like synth pop electro kind of group. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, that's what this is. That's not and too far off. So yeah, there's two things I know at this point. They're electro synth pop type of indie kind of thing going on, mm-hmm. and they are. Australian or British? Uh, they're British. Yeah. They're, they're from England. They're, yeah. Okay. They're, yeah, yeah. they're English. English. And so they, I, I had gathered that. And so that that's all I know at this point. And, and I'm liking it so far. I'm liking it. Nothing. I'm liking it too. Uh, and, and we discussed this last time. I'm like, I'm pretty hard on music. I'm a critic, but uh, I, I, I was, I'm, I'm enjoying these songs. You yeah. know, I'm not like hating listening to this. Yeah. Uh, next song was called how to draw, how to draw slash, Shoot, what was it called? How to Draw slash Petri something. Can't uh, remember. Um, a, I forget, but but as far as this track, it kind of has like a soundtrack. It starts off with sort of a soundtracky kind of vibe, yeah. ambient sort of uh, soundscape thing at the uh-huh. beginning. Would you agree uh-huh. with that? Yeah, totally. And and to me, I I love that. That was a much Petricore. That's the name of the second part. It kind of anyway. gave it gave this album some integrity for me. That was much needed at that point because mm-hmm. I was like so far just a few pop songs in that I, I whenever it came in with it because ambient music is probably one of my favorite types of music to be honest and uh, like it's I, I would it's either it's top two and so I was like man this is really good you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so I was like okay this is cool I, I that made me really like the band and so I was like this is cool um, I, I like the ambient tone ambient tone of the of it so far and I love the instrumentation 
Uh, the vocals on this track kind of had to grow on me a little bit. But when that like UK sounding garage garage or whatever they call it beat yeah. came in, I was like, dude, that's kind. Did you like that? Okay, I'm gonna say I I was not like super feeling it. Uh, like I said, the vocals. I like the song. I like the last song, Two Time. Uh, the vocals are just, just kind of turned me off. Uh, but once it got to this, uh, I was still kind of down for a second. But then once that like UK garage kind of style, like a burial style beat kind of started yeah, playing, yeah. I was like, this is pretty cool. Like it, it wasn't like totally into that realm. Like it wasn't, it did, it, like, you know, it, it didn't sound like burial produced a song but to, by them. Or for them, or something like that. Felt like a more modern version of that, though. And knowing they're from the UK now too, you can probably see like maybe that's something they're influenced by. Is that's, that yeah, I was kind of putting that stuff. together. I was like, oh, that's. I was like, that's pretty cool. And like that made me like the song even more because oh, the, the vocals had to the grow. Down, they were like down pitched. That's something Burial does too, right? Like they'll sample these like old R and B songs oh, and yeah, down pitch yeah. the vocals. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's totally what that song felt like to me. Um, and at this point too, I'm thinking, okay, this is like more in the electronic realm for them than they've probably ever gone. They do have a lot of electronically electronic influence stuff, but this at this point I'm like, this is like it's just gonna be are, they, are we gonna have any full band songs? Like I'm just wondering like and, and not that that matters, but uh, it was it was interesting. I was mm-hmm. I was I was intrigued, so I kept listening. Uh next song, Love It If We Made It. Love that song. Yeah, it's kinda get some M eighty three type vibes. Yeah. Some some sort of like really pe- cool bass line too. Yeah. Like, t- towards like the second half of the song, I think, is when it starts. Yeah, I really like the song. I mean, not too much else to say about that, but it kinda has like a chill wave sort of vibe, sort of that mm-hmm. faux nostalgic um type of uh kinda like a yeah, like an eighties eighties throwback. Even though the eighties didn't really sound like that. Yeah. But I, I love I love that sound. I know a lot of people I guess don't like that sound for whatever reason, but I, I'm a fan of that sound, even though it can be a little bit overdone by yeah. a lot of people. But but I do like that sort of vapor wavy um, aesthetic. I guess you could they, say they do it some justice. I think I think uh, that that song's a win. They did it well. Uh, next song's a quaint little love ballad called "Be My Mistake." What do you think about that one? I was not a fan of this song. To me, this like, I it was it was an incline. That ambient track was cool. That M83 song, I was like, or type song i was like oh that's cool i was like I, i'm liking this this song came on and just it was snooze it snoozeville snoozeville boring, dude man. i don't get here's my thing i got a bone to pick with this song um <laughs> it's like i i don't get um i don't get why you would make this kind of music anymore I, but hear me out okay acoustic singing songs like this like this by the way it's just him singing with a guitar. Maybe there's some stuff in the background. I think I, there was some backup vocals maybe at some point, like some like I've I heard I've heard that song a million times if I've heard it once. Okay. The same type of song. It's like I it, write that song and sing it to yourself. I don't want to hear and I don't get why so many people are into this like like do you know who Bears Den is? No. Oh like yeah, yeah. Fake Andy Hole type band. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Hole from Manchester Orchestra, who we're actually a big fan of. Big fan of Andy Hole. When he did it, it was cool. Brand New does that kind of stuff, like with Jesse Brand Lacey. Does, yeah, Brand New is a more emo version of that, yeah. But, but kind I mean, of the but, singer-songwriter. Yeah, and, and, and I'm, I I am a fan of that stuff, and, and I was and am. However, it's like how many... And a lot of people around here are really into that, and it's like, oh, I'm a singer-songwriter. And it's like, okay, I've heard your song a million times. I've heard... 
there's only so far you can go with that. Do you know what I mean? I, feel, I think that argument can be made for almost anything, but I, I, I do understand what you mean. How like, far can you go with acoustic guitar and vocals? <laughs> I, I yeah I and and the thing is they're not pushing it either they're just like ding 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 it's just like come on anyways to me I didn't like that song and that's the first song I didn't like on this album which which is a good a good sign but I didn't like the song I like I like your style's more uh, I feel like hot cold mine's more like yeah I liked it but you know that. I feel like I've been like that so far for everything except this song. This one, okay, I'll tell you, my, be my mistake, I I didn't like it either uh, for similar reasons to what you just voiced. I did like the vocal melody, and I like I like his vocals. I think he sounds, this guy, Matty Healy, sounds, he sounds great. He's really sugary sounding He, he didn't vocals. have the auto-tune on his voice, did he? No, no, yeah. he, no he did, but he sang, he sang really well. And the uh, thing is, I, I can give that credit. I'm sure it's a well-written song, lyrics are good, voice is good acoustic guitar sounds fine whatever mm-hmm. backup vocals but it's just like it's just not original in my opinion at this yeah. point so it's just like I could I could have done without that song and that's and that's one of my if I'm going to go back into history a little bit with 1975 that's one of my gripes about them is uh, I feel like they and also people fans of them kind of tout them as maybe like yeah they're a pop band and they're uh they get a lot of attention but they're they're a little bit different there's something about them that gives them kind of an edge over other modern bands and i I don't see it really i I feel like they're just another band at the end of the day and uh this song like just proves that to me like they're yeah just a regular band i I could definitely could have done without this song i mean if anything yeah maybe it's a good change in pace from the sort of upbeat songs previous even though they had the ambient sounding one before but um, but the yeah. ambient one paid off with like the really that's like the total curveball that yeah that's true. The Garrett style beat. So this one, this one wasn't my favorite. There's I have right here in my notes that there's interesting lyrics. I can't remember what they were. I remember the lyrics were kind of weird, or, or they were, they weren't what I was expecting. So that that was cool, cool note. And to be honest, I made a note of it. <laughs> I, I'm I'd like to be more um, interested in lyrics when I listen to music. I really don't get unless rap hits you over the head with what it's saying. Obviously, usually. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm usually not too focused on the lyrics. I'm more focused on, uh, like, how the music makes me feel. Me too. And, and, I, and I can tell if something's written well, I guess. When I knew we were reviewing this today, I listened to it uh, with the specific intention of listening to it with the lyrics at least once. So mm-hmm. I, I, anyway, that's that's why I was paying attention to that. But I, I, I definitely go more for the how, how it makes me feel emotionally. What it's doing for me, that song didn't do a lot for me. Anyway, I feel like we've... We've had to be my mistake enough. That it, it was overall a good song, and I know we're gonna be skipping some songs here. Uh, was the next song "Sincerity" is scary? Is that the next one, or was there another one in between? I can't remember. I um, know I'm here pretty quick. I'm about to jump a couple tracks. Oh, uh, uh, oh. Um, so there's "Be My Mistake." Yes, yeah, "Sincerity" is scary. Okay, I have mixed feelings about this one. Yeah, uh, I I like what they were trying to go for. This kind of like R and B kind of gospel inspired thing you kind of see john mayer kind of doing this kind of sound sometimes yeah theirs was different though because like the beat was a little bit off kilter right it sounded like kind of like stuttering a few times not stuttering but uh it just sounded like like the beat was like a little bit like i can't i I, i'm doing a terrible job of describing this but basically it was more of an r&b flavored version of something that they they kind of do sometimes this just kind of like a Standard like pop rock song, but with with an R and B kind of flair. I thought that was cool. I kind of think it was sort sort of a miss though. Yeah, to be honest, I don't even remember. 
I didn't even put a note down for this song, so okay. I must have had no thoughts on it, to be honest with you. I, I, think, uh, I think a lot of people are liking this one in particular, but uh, I think it was slightly a miss. But, uh, the better, Sincerity better than, is Scary? Better than the last track. Um, I, I, I just, the Sincerity is Scary song you're talking about? Mm-hmm. My only thought about that song was I remember reading it and I thought this is kind of like that Shin song, Caring is Creepy. And I was like, oh, you kind of ripped off. Oh, you kind yeah. of ripped off the title. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure it's intentional. Like, it's just an homage, probably. Yeah, I mean, same same concept. But I was like, oh, watch it, Buster. Because I'm going to drill, I'm drilling them hard in a couple <laughs> songs about one thing. And I'll tell you one thing. Oh, man, that's funny. Because about for here is where it, to me, it fell off pretty hard. On the I Like America, America Likes Me. You didn't like it? What do you think? So. I actually, to me, it, it kind of sounded, it was sort of like it was their take on the popular uh, kind of trap emo type of sound, like okay. like Lil Peep-esque type mm-hmm. sounds. Um, who else does stuff like that? Maybe some XXX, whatever, Tentacion. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the, but mostly it reminded me a lot of a Lil Peep track. Explain. Uh, because of the... It sort of had a hip hop beat to it, if I remember correctly. Sort of, sort of trappy. It was, it was very trappy. And, and the lyrics sounded sort of like the the way he kind of sings, sort of like pop punky sounded vocals. Like uh, I don't even know how to do it. But, it was like a little bit nasally. Um, and, and I, I, I actually, I enjoyed it fine. I mean, it, it wasn't a high or low point for me. It was like this is fine, but I, I enjoyed it more than I enjoy Little Peep, to be honest with you. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, if I like this more than Little Peep, it's got to be something to it. I I just I just felt like it was very generic and uh, they'd done you know they had a few misses in my opinion at the, at the, on the album at that point but uh, they'd done so much more interesting stuff kind of like in that not exactly in that realm but they didn't go full emo pop trap stuff mm-hmm. uh, but at that point it felt like it kind of was and I was just like what what is why why what what are they trying to do here like is this it just felt like a desperate kind of plea for. For uh, like a, for like the trap, the trap fans. Yeah, and, and that's one thing about this album. I, I I'm trying to figure out how I feel about it. Is it seems like they cover a lot of ground, um, stylistically on the album. Like they had that UK garage type of track. Yeah. The ambient sounds, with, and, which I enjoyed. And I wonder, I wonder how I'm gonna feel about that in a few weeks. Like maybe yeah. I'll listen to some actual burial. I'm like, what the heck is this? You know. Yeah, it's kind of like on that uh, new Imagine Dragons where they had that dubs or not the I mean the uh, drum and bass part it's like what are you doing but yeah. but they I, I will say uh, it seems like they do cover a lot of ground stylistically while maintaining kind of the same vibe the same kind of aesthetic which which i thought was impressive i was like okay that's cool that mm-hmm. that it's it's still you can still tell you're listening to the same group and same album but it, it, there's different styles but but at this point i'm like how like how much are you gonna do it's it's like are you, are you it's almost like they're trying to appeal to everyone on this album, and it's just kind of like I got that same feeling. I'm kind of questioning like the sincerity of it at this point, but but I, I can't say I don't en- I, I don't enjoy most of it at this mm-hmm. point though. It's hard to read what a band means too, you know. Like yeah, I, yeah. Like another thing is like you know I, I'm sure they're just very inspired by a lot of different stuff, and they're just trying to like kind of like you know work those influences in somehow. Uh, but it is hard, especially with a track like this. It was just full on. You know, just like, just like everything else, I was just, I was just like, what, what's going on with this? So, that was one. That, that wasn't quite my least favorite song, actually. It wasn't quite. No. Okay, so let's go on. Uh, what's, that song was fine to me, but, what, but, yeah. 
did you did you, did you have any did you have any other? No, I mean just at that point I realized they're they're trying to cover a lot of ground stylistically, um, but but it seems like the songs are either hit or miss for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I'm feeling similar. Um, next one, uh, well at least the next one I have a note on, the man who married a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you have to say about it? You didn't like it? I absolutely hated it, dude. I have a lot to say about this. Okay. So, <laughs> while I was listening to this, you're, I bet you're going to say something similar. While I was listening to this, I remembered what I'd heard about the 1975. And people were saying about this album, they're saying, this is their OK computer. Oh, no. People said that. Did you, have you heard some people say that? No, but I mean, I can see the comparison. They're probably going to say this is like fitter, happier. Yes. That's so and, stupid. And, and that, that's my thing with it. Because I was thinking... Whenever I heard that, I was like, I don't even know who that is because I heard, I, I'm sure the needle drop did some let's argue about it or something. And so um, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But that when I heard this, I was like, oh, crap, this is that group that they were talking about. But I didn't even watch the video. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, I bet this is why they said it. And if it is why people are saying that, that makes me, that makes my blood boil. Because it's like, just because you rip something off. If they're not even ripping it off. They're ripping it off in a bad, they, they, they're doing a bad job at ripping off it. That's what they're trying to do. And, and, and I thought, like, I thought to myself, I was like, because uh, OK Computer for Radiohead, at least, for, from what I can, from what I've gathered, OK Computer was like their turning point where they really started to be like, you know, more experimental and what we see Radiohead as now, you know, yeah. cause before they were doing sort of like, um, you know, I guess grungy sounding, just alternative, alternative rock, rock alternative kinda, yeah. rock, in, which is, which I like, but, uh, that was where they really started to be more experimental and, and I, I can just see people being like, yeah, this is their okay computer and this is their fitter happier. It's like, just cause you rip something off doesn't mean like that almost minimizes what that album meant to Radiohead. Do you know what I mean? It just gives, it just, it just seems insincere and kind of like a, uh, it, I mean, I'm not sure that that's what they're trying to do, but it, like make those comparisons are just so, so stupid. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's another song with a monologue yeah. read by a computer, I think, no, uh, no, with, no, with an I, instrumental. I don't think so. I, I think that, it was, yeah, just was an actual dude, person. Just an actual person. It's, what did you it, think about it? It what was really th- fast. Um, I mean, here's what I said. Here's what I wrote in my notes. The man who married a robot is just a mess and cringy. Cringy. I could definitely see <laughs> that. I could definitely see it. It, it was just, a little bit cringy. I just didn't like it, man. It was just. It just felt. It felt so random and just like. If there was some concept they were going for at this point, I mean, I felt some themes going on, but if and I and I heard some stuff in the lyrics, kind of referencing like, uh, you know, addiction to like you know cell phones and like social media and the internet and things like that yeah and that's sort of a theme on the album so far I'd but, say, but lyrically. Like, i just felt like it just wasn't driven hard enough to justify this thing and it just was so hokey and maybe it was a big joke if it was a big joke good job to them but to, to me i thought it was it was very i guess you could say sentimental i guess there, there wasn't much to read into because with fitter happier it's like maybe you got to think about it for a second with this it's very like just like a story you tell, it was it was kind of and it was kind of funny in the way of it's something like oh you'd read as a bedtime story to a kid. Yeah, it was sort of written that way, and and I thought it was, it did it was a little cringe for me at some points honestly, mm-hmm. and I was like I was like oh like this is kind of corny but, but I I did enjoy it I I I I can't lie I did sort of enjoy it, even though there really were, there really wasn't much to it and and I will admit it was sort of cringe, some of it, but but what what makes me mad. It doesn't make me mad, but what bothers me is that people 
will say that this is like the fitter, happier of it. That's and, so and, I, and I do, I don't and, think and that's... I do feel whether they consciously did it or not that they wanted this to kind of be like fitter, happier. Would you agree? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's not the first monologue with instrument with like in the, with the instruments and stuff. I know like Childish Gambino has that one song. It's like do do ding do do ding. Where mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Which that was corny as well as heck. You know, Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it, like my least favorite moment of that whole thing. It's hard to pull yeah. off something like this. I feel like you really gotta. Um, Fitter, happier. Okay, sorry. I'm finished what you're gonna say. That's it. I feel like in order to make something like that work, like it's just gotta really strike the right chords with people. And that one to me, it was like it was trying to be funny. It was trying to be a little bit edgy too. Uh, Fitter, happier. No, no. Oh, uh, this one. This one. The, yeah. the man who married a robot, and it just it just did not work. Fitter, happier works because it's like. It's so incredibly relatable and sad, like uh, yeah, and and that's that's why that one works. This, this uh, sounded, may, maybe this is a parody slightly of it, but I, I don't know. I I also didn't get that vibe. So this sounded a bit tryhard. Yeah. Anyway, we can crap all over that one. We as we probably go on and on, but that one's anyway. That was like probably my least favorite track. Yeah. Um. Um. Definitely not my least favorite, but uh, all right. It could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. Onward. Onward. Did you have any uh, notes? I had the last song I have a note for is the last song. So, did you have any other tracks after that one before uh, the last song? Did you, you did you like the "It's Not Loving If It's Not With You"? Uh yes, I did like that one. I could have done without that song actually. I actually really like that. Why, why, why didn't you like that one? It seemed a bit too. I don't want to say too poppy, but that's the only way I can put it. Is it just seemed kind of. Uh, didn't really add much to the album, in my opinion. It was just kind of like just a pop song. It's like okay, like d- kind of like with the acoustic song that I hated. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like we I, we didn't need this song in the album. It's something I've heard a million times. Before. I have an idea about this. I think if the track listing were adjusted slightly, as in that there were some, if they trimmed the fat a bit more, and they had reordered some things, I think some of these tracks would have been a little bit more enjoyable. But in the context of the album, I see what you mean. It just mm-hmm. like it just feels. The last few tracks, I just, I was just like, why am I still listening to this at this point? You know, like it just, it feel, it was like a chore at that point for me to listen to. Yeah, and yeah. and and that's the new thing with albums a lot of the time, which which I think is great, is there's a lot more short albums. Mm-hmm. But um, there's also a lot of long albums, which I can Espe- do without. Yeah, especially like, especially that's more like the in the hip hop realm. There's some long albums out there. I just dude, it's too much. Get stuff, out man. of town with that, dude. Yeah. Come on. Especially if you're like Migos doing that. Oh yeah, bad too idea. Too much, too much, too much. I was feeling it hard, you know. I was feeling that hard on this, uh, on this one though. That uh, that last track you mentioned, I thought it was good. I think uh, in a different spot on the album, it would have been a lot more enjoyable. But again, at that point, I was just like, I, I don't know why I'm listening. To this. I think 1975 <laughs> does pop stuff just super well. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and he's just he's got a really specific, uh, really recognizable. Um, what's the word? Inflection to his voice. Sometimes it comes across really well, especially in the more poppy stuff. Sometimes it just feels totally lifeless to me. Uh, and I, I was kind of feeling that on these last few songs too. Um, was there another? There was. I feel like there was another one before the last song too, right? Um, before the last song was. Uh, it was. Um, I couldn't be more in love. That's right. Okay. <coughs> I couldn't remember the song. If I tried the last few, <laughs> and th- and that's kind of plays to what we we're saying. I mean, it's some a lot of songs just didn't 
could have been trimmed off. Not that they're necessarily bad or horrible, but if they would have done a bit more trimming of what wasn't necessary, on which it's their album. They can do whatever they want. I don't know what they were going for, but in my opinion, if I was them, I would have just gone without some of the songs and it would have been better, in my opinion. Okay. They didn't, some songs didn't add really add anything to the album. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They could have trimmed the fat a little bit more. Last song. Last song is called I Always Want to Die and then parentheses sometimes. I always want to die sometimes. I had that song stuck in my head all day, actually. Oh, really? Uh, even I, I've listened to some other music between then. Uh, I liked that song. Uh, I thought it was very, very obviously like the Benz era Radiohead yeah. influence. It's very clear. It's funny. It's like their most rock song, I guess, on the whole album was that very last one. Uh, good song. Uh, I think it just probably would, should have been placed somewhere else in the track list not been the last song or if it was going to be the last song something else should have been cut out before that the hour the album's like an over an hour long and i know lots of great albums that are over an hour long in my opinion i think you should keep albums a little bit shorter than that though and this one just ran on for too long and and i know we've repeated that sentiment a few times already in the last 10 minutes but uh yeah i always want to die sometimes was good wasn't great it was good uh but it was it was uh well if that's just stuck in your head says something about it yeah i mean it was it was catchy for sure it just just it was uh at that point i was i was just wanting to be wanting to be done with it <laughs> so yeah, i thought that way about the last four tracks i was like Meh. yeah what and did it, you think about that one the last one you think it was a strong ending or i thought it was fine that was a well-written song and, and like the guitar was interesting it seriously just reminded me of radiohead a lot yeah, I, I could see that. They're they're a lot more of a poppy sounding Radiohead. <laughs> that was the most Radiohead song on the whole thing. Was that very yeah. last one? Yeah, and, that's and, what they were going for. I don't know. Yeah, and and I, I don't want to say I resent them being compared to Radiohead so much, but because uh, I I just don't comparisons like that are goofy. Even though I make them all the time, mm-hmm. but but uh, I yeah. I, overall, I, I thought it was a good album. A good introduction, for, uh, to me at least, to the 1979. I thought it was a fine album, things I could have done without, but what album... I mean, there's, there's really few albums like that to me that there aren't things like that on, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I thought it was fine, and I'll definitely be listening... I'll be listening to what they put out in the future, definitely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to see kind of how they grow after this. There were some interesting ideas here. I think there's a lot of misses, but there are also a lot of hits. So, good for good on them. Uh, we didn't plan this beforehand, but what would you what would you rate it out of ten? Let's do it differently than that. You want to do it different? Uh, okay, what what ha- do you think? How else could we do it? We could do it out of five. We could do it. Give it like a a letter score. Oh, let's do that. You want to do it? Yeah, that's good. Let's okay, do let's that. give it a letter score. I would give this album i would give it a solid b i would give it a c plus c plus yeah okay that's fair i was gonna say b minus okay that would have been closer but you know i think a c plus i'll give it a strong b minus as a matter of fact now that you say that because i'm not i'm not just saying like it sounds like i'm immediately you're just like mind. yeah you're right it does suck no it doesn't suck at all i think uh it has a lot it had a lot of potential there's some things about it that i would think would should have been done different i was pleasantly surprised uh, by by what I heard because yeah. I, I had no clue what to expect. I was like, yeah, we'll see about this, because I I I know a lot of people were talking about it, and and <clears throat> you know everybody has the inner hipster in them, right? Mm-hmm. Where they say, where, where you see other people doing, you're like, eh, I don't know, you know, it kind of turns you off, and you see other people are into yeah, it. Yeah, I'd seen a couple people way. do that, and I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know, this is just a 
some fake deep band, but they were. It, it was good, pleasant surprise. Yeah, no, I, I, I um, I'm looking forward, and now that I we we did this, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do in the future, and I'll definitely go check it out. You know, just based off of this. So yeah, me too. Um, I, I have a renewed faith and interest in the 1975 at this point. So before I'm going to be honest, like the stuff before that I was just not into. Yeah. And they, uh, they piqued my interest with this one. So good job. Yeah. 1975. And, and if this is better than the previous stuff, in your opinion, I think so. At first I didn't know you were talking to me. I thought you were about to say something else. Yeah. Um, I think it is better than their previous stuff. Yeah. Then I probably won't yeah. listen to their previous stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, and again, so that's 1975, a brief inquiry into online relationships. Um, cool. All right, cool. So next thing we wanted to talk about, next album review, was for the one, the only, Mr. Earl Sweatshirt. Earl Sweatshirt, his album, Some Rap Songs. Some Rap Songs. Okay, Cullen, I want you now to give me, because you didn't really have much of a background with the 1975, and uh, we both are big fans of Earl Sweatshirt. Tell me your background on Earl Sweatshirt. So Earl Sweatshirt is from uh, formerly... Uh, He's formerly, he was a part of Odd Future, Mm -hmm. which uh, is now defunct as far as I know. I believe so, yeah. Not not really doing much musically as a group these days, I guess. One of the biggest members uh, of the the group, not even so much, well, I will say with their initial releases, I know he had that Earl self-titled album, correct? He did, yeah. And and that was good. That was good. It was sort of like horrorcore sounding stuff. Yeah, similar to Tyler the Creator's early stuff. Similar to a lot of the output, that early stuff that they did. It was it was good though. It was probably some of the best technical rapping from a technical standpoint. I think, especially by uh, Odd Future standards. Yeah, he, him and Tyler the Creator were like head to head as far as that goes. I know mm-hmm. Haji Beats was, was pretty good back then, but Tyler the Creator and Earl were were head to head as far as skills go. Yeah, Earl, um, I, but I think he became kind of the most popular. Or one of the most popular in our future because of his uh, history, I guess. Yeah. He, I guess, was getting into trouble when he got sent to some place in Samoa. Yeah, he went to Samoa. Um, but some camp or something for like, I don't know how long. I think it was like a year or maybe a little over a year. I'm not sure. And so he was he was in a part of the group during that time. Then he came back. People didn't know if he was going to still rap, and he did. He came out with that one album. When he came out, he was... Like, because when he left, he was, they were gaining traction, but when he came back, they were, like, superstars. They're, everybody yeah. was talking about them. They were, like, seriously huge. Um, yeah, he came out, the album you were talking about was Doris. Doris, yeah. Which was, I think, a pretty good album. A pretty good, uh, just base, I mean, it, it wasn't, it just seemed like a regular, I wouldn't say regular hip-hop album, but pretty, say, pretty standard hip-hop album. I like, would say a natural progression of that sound he was doing. A little less, you know, blood and guts and gore, like that early stuff, but in more, uh, just kind of like, I don't know, just just the, just the odd future thing, their, their shtick, the whole kind of, especially that early, like... Yeah, it seemed like he, he trying to try to get away from that. Uh, they had the early phase that was like horrorcore, then they had the stuff after that, which was more like, just kind of like chilling with my freaking homies like don't mess with us we're weird we're crazy but it seems like he tried and then they started to mature he he in particular seemed to kind of get away from that in this in, in doris probably the quickest yeah i'm gonna say it's, it was still around like that song uh whoa yeah like whoa and this, the other one that with tyler on it uh very odd future like yeah tracks. It, but yeah he did start to kind of get away from it yeah on which i thought was good and, and he, he kind of was that was a part of sort of an era where Odd Future was a, like an alternative hip hop was, was was pretty big and from well, I was really into it at least. There's like Odd Future and Mac Miller really yeah um, 
same play, time played uh, a part of that album. Mo- watching movies with the sound off, I think, came out around the same same time. Yeah, so Earl was on that album too. Yeah, and so that's that's also a great album. Great album. So a big that's a big. It was a big time in alternative hip hop. Anyways, then it came out with uh, I don't like <laughs> I don't go outside. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it came out 2015. Which was in my that was an album after that, and I thought it was very good lyrically. Uh, he produced all the songs on that. And I believe so. I think he like built himself as random black dude, and that was like yeah. he produced like all the songs. And I thought um, the production sounded like he started producing the day before, in my opinion. And it was very Ex- min- explain. Do you like that, or is that is that a good thing or a bad thing to you? It, it, it was very minimalistic, but almost out of. Maybe not so much out of he intended it to be that way, but more of he, he didn't know what to what else to do. Do you know what I mean? Sort of like how how, how when you first make it, make beats, a lot of maybe people who first start making beats, I feel like that's how it starts off is very minimalistic. Uh-huh. And he did some things with samples in in that 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 I could have done without. But but overall, I, I did like the project a lot, and I, I thought lyrically it was great. Very dark, but oh, not yeah. it, not so not trying to be. Not trying to be edgy like a lot of people now. Um, a lot of people associate that with Odd Future as the edginess. Yeah, and, and he was very, very poetic, I guess. In, yeah, in that. And totally. So I, I really thought lyrically, I loved them. Um, production wise, I mean, you got to give him credit. I guess he, he probably did just start making beats, but uh, he could have been better. Okay. And that's coming from you. You're a you're a pretty accomplished producer. If I if I, I think so, I think you're a very talented producer, especially when it comes to beat making. Uh, I had a, I mean, we both kind of came. We talked a little bit about Tyler the Creator last on the first episode, uh, and we came in an Earl sweatshirt very shortly after. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and a similar thing with me. Uh, I got home from an LDS mission. And I wanted to listen to music when I got home. And uh, that new Earl Sweatshirt album, for me, it was new. Uh, Doris had come out like a like a year before I got home, little maybe a little yeah. less than a year. And uh, I started listening to that, and I freaking loved it. It was just like, uh, it was so great. It just seemed like, a, like I was saying earlier, a natural progression for Earl Sweatshirt and his music. Uh, really, really uh, starting to kind of get more towards the dark stuff, but still really just like felt like a ragtag group of guys just like made this guy's album. Like, you know what I mean? Like the ragtag guys being on future. And uh, yeah. it felt like really, you felt like a lot of camaraderie still, I guess, with the group. Like the different features that were on there. And I just, there was a lot of songs I really, really still love to play uh, to this yeah. day. Yeah. Anyway, then uh, 2015, I Don't Like don't, I Don't Go Outside comes out. And uh, that's that album came out at a really great time for me. Because I, um, I know that Earl Sweatshirt... Um, has gone out publicly to say that he struggles pretty bad with some anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And those themes were very, very heavy on that album. And it was, uh, I was kind of going through some similar stuff at that time. And just, it, it came out right at a peak, I guess, of that for me. And it, it yeah, that was, that was right after you came back. Cause you got sent to Samoa too, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I was just living here in Provo and, uh, that was when I first kind of started getting the band started. I hadn't been playing music a lot. I was feeling sad, and uh, I listened to that album. Just I listened to the, the heck out of that album, man. I listened to it so much, and uh, I, I really loved it. And and I actually feel you brought up earlier, or I said, hey, you're an accomplished producer. Uh, I, I make beats, too. I feel like I'm not quite as talented making the beats as you are, but uh, I really liked them because they were minimalistic. And I, that, that like really... 
it added to the aesthetic of like the being depressed and like anxious kind of feel that that album kind of had going for it. So for me, I personally really liked it. Um, I'm yeah. going to say that that aesthetic continues on and shows up in a big way on this newest album. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, just one more comment on, on the production of, of yeah. his, pre- even though it's not even what this is about. His previous album is, it was, um, like you said, it was pretty minimalistic. and But but it, it's forgivable because it does kind of play to, uh, to his, um, it sort of, how can I say this? Kind of, like... It helps him out more than it takes away because Earl Sweatshirt is about the. You listen to Earl for the, for what he says, right? You listen to what he says, and also like his inflection. He's he's very. He can be a very aggressive rapper sometimes. Yeah, and, and so I I think especially for that album being so focused on on the lyrics, the production didn't take away from what he was saying. So yeah. I, will, I will give it that. But but I for me. I guess being really into to making beats, I was like, ah, oh, dude, this sounds like something I would have made in GarageBand in like <laughs> yeah, 2012. I, I, I want to say like it was half artistic choice, probably half just because he was he decided I'm gonna produce this, which was fine. He did a it was great. He Better, did a great job. Yeah. Um, and also kind of just kinda almost backpedaling on what I just said, he has been historically he was known as like the wordsmith of Odd Future. He was a really aggressive rapper, but right about the time uh, his last he's 2015. I don't like. I don't go outside. Album came out. Yeah, that's when his 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 tone started to take a turn. I'd say he started getting a little more like like we were mentioning the things of anxiety and depression show showing up a lot, and he was really uh, he started sounding really downtrodden and tired because of that. And uh, I feel like that continues on to here even more. Uh, he sounds he start, pretty despondent on a lot of the songs. And, like, and he starts uh, it starts being most of the content is about him rather than yeah. being really, which he can, he's very clever on a lot of the, the oh, yeah. verses on this. Let's start talking about some rap songs. This is the newest album, yeah. viral sweatshirt that we wanted to talk about today. I, I feel so. I, I heard the first two songs, nowhere to go and the mint. Mm-hmm. And I, the first thing I thought whenever I heard those songs, the two singles, I was like, Oh dude, this is going to be an experimental album. Like hip hop. Not, and I don't, I don't say that. I guess I didn't think that lightly. I was like, dude, this is really going to be something different. But I think he kind of went out on a limb with the two singles. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as experimental as I anticipated, which isn't a good or bad thing. It was just it just was what it was. I think it just was what it was. But it, it yeah. was. It, I, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. But but yeah, he kind of went on a limb with those two singles, mm-hmm. especially with the mint, the production, not so much. But but with his flow, the way he rapped on it was so uh, it, it was so kind of weird. Yeah, I I've used this word already in this podcast today, but off kilter. It was very off kilter. Like it just, yeah, yeah. It felt very odd. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought the same thing when I first heard um, "Nowhere to Go." I was a little bit underwhelmed and kind of disappointed just because it's been so long since we heard anything from Real Sweatshirt. Yeah. Um. I when I first heard it too, I didn't know at the time. Does this, this mean a new album's coming out? Like what's going on? And uh, it was so brief. Yeah. Which also all of the songs on this are brief. Uh, but that song was so brief that I wanted more. And yeah. uh, so I think it kind of did its job in a way. Uh, it, it made me highly uh, anticipative. It, it made me anticipate the album a lot more yeah, than, definitely. I, than I originally was. 
Definitely. And, and I do feel like he doesn't set the bar too high by just the title of the album. It's mm-hmm. called Some Rap Songs. Mm-hmm. So if, if he was going for any sort of concept, he, he kind of has the excuse of, of being like, this is just some rap songs. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I, I I didn't see some kind of narrative being weaved in and out. Like there, I don't think there was some high concept. I I think the one thing that tied them all together is they were really brief, short, uh, just little snapshots, I guess, of whatever it was he was rapping about. A lot of it was self-reflective, though, kind of him talking about himself as opposed to things around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not to say he didn't rap about those things around him, but I definitely felt that a bit more too. Um, Production was, out of all of his albums, the most experimental it's been. Uh, but if you have checked out Nowhere to Go and The Mint so far, I guess more Nowhere to Go, and maybe that production turned you off some, uh, I, I wouldn't be too worried. Uh, I think a lot of these songs have a pretty classic sound as well. Uh, and there's definitely, that's not to say like they're all just run-of-the-mill, they all sound like Mad Lib or something. Uh which yeah. Madlib gets a little experimental, but anyway, they um, they're all just a lot of them are classic sounding kind of hip hop beats, uh, with with some experimental flair kind of here and there, and some are more experimental than others. And nowhere to go is probably about as far as experimental goes. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, totally. Um, one thing I was thinking, listening to this album, I don't know if you want to get into specific tracks. Yeah, we've already we, talked we about can. a couple. Yeah. Um, but I was actually gonna say I'm just gonna say about the album overall. When I was listening to it, I, I, it to me it basically sounds like Earl made a Blue album. B L U. Do you know? Yeah, Listen I know Blue. Blue. Yeah, we we've uh, you showed me to them like or showed me showed me him. It, and it like, really reminded me of his yeah, album, like, her favorite color, Jesus, York, Good to Be Home. I guess those aren't old school Blue, but sort of um, his just Blue in general. Some of the stuff he's made, sort of lo-fi sounding, minimalistic. Uh, pro- production wise and also his, his the way his flow is especially on tracks like uh, the bins red water and uh eclipse his fl- and on eclipse his flow sounds a lot like blue i thought it did i didn't think of that actually but I, it, it's been a while since i listened to blue what, what's the parallel you're seeing between those two i guess I, the uh, main parallel i guess blue I, I probably more on his stuff with exile he sounds a lot more um I guess you could say, you know how you, you've talked about people sound lifeless? Mm-hmm. He doesn't sound that way on his stuff with Exile, on his more traditional sounding hip hop stuff, which I love. Uh-huh. Just kind of the old school, I hate mm-hmm. the word boom bat, but sort of boom bat stuff. Yeah. But on, on the stuff where Blue produced, and, and I would say it's actually very similar, because to me this wasn't like, oh, this is something completely new or anything. To me it just sounded like a Blue album on which i i can't say is a good or i can't say it's a bad thing because i like blue but to me and I, I don't even think that earl tried to like copy blue or anything like that that's not what i'm saying but to uh-huh. me it sounded just like blue it reminded me listen to jesus that's one of his mixtapes uh-huh. listen to especially listen to um her favorite color mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of those two i'll have to i'll have to revisit that because i i I, de- I wasn't I didn't think of that when I was listening to it, but I'll definitely have to. But but it was very good. It's, it's very much less. Um, the show's not so much focused on the the production because it's very minimalistic. More focused on what he says, and uh, just just very kind of lo-fi sounding a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But I think Earl did a lot better on the production with this than his last one, even though it was minimalistic. I feel like he executed it better. He executed the sampling better. Oh yeah, dude! Some of the samples were absolutely just insane. Like, uh, 
I wish I'd written down some of the more track by track with this one, but I just I kind of have more general feelings about this one overall. Um, I I'm gonna say the only track I like I didn't dislike any of them. The only one I just wasn't super hyped on was the first track, Shattered Dreams. I just again with intros just didn't grab me right away. Second really? track, yeah, I don't know. It did, his his voice sounded really like low in the mix, and like I was, was just like, I couldn't. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I liked that song a lot. I, I like it still. I just it wasn't it was it was the only if there I could pinpoint like one low point it was that first track. Yeah, I heard that one. I was like, that's what made me think. I was like, dude, this is not exper- as experimental as I thought it would be. Which, which, like I said, doesn't matter either way. But but I thought like, I was like, okay, this is just like a dun, 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 some. The whole album is something you'd hear on Stone's Throw. Like if this was released through Stone's oh, Throw, gosh, I, w- yeah. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, and, and, and it just sounds like. A variety of people who come from that, like uh, what is it, MED, some Mad Lib stuff, mm-hmm. um, of course, Blue, Peanut Butter Wolf, Peanut Butter Wolf types production, yeah. and and even his flow, which I thought was good. I think Earl's even worked with some of those guys before. Oh yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he has actually too. Um, yeah, uh, that that just that first one, the vocal mixing choices weren't exactly my thing. It was kind of interesting. I I can't help but feel now that like the distant sound was was kind of an aesthetic choice because he kind of went back to that sound a little bit more like because later you know the second song he's a lot his presence a lot more uh felt but then later he kind of goes back and i can't help but feel like maybe that was just kind of something he wanted to to do for just impact's sake so yeah and and i feel like earl as an as an artist um in in his previous album it was kind of like okay like i'll cut him some slack because he's just starting out like but there was a lot more i had to forgive uh, as far as him doing all the production and obviously all the writing and rapping, I was kind of like, it's like, okay, this is his first thing I got to forgive. There's a lot less that I had to forgive on this. And so mm-hmm. I thought it was just kind of um, just a really good follow-up to the last record. Yeah, I agree. I just agree. Just an upgrade from that, in it, my opinion. Yeah, it, in like, in all ways, it's more of that. Uh, it, it, that's not to say that, uh, you know, I'm like scolding him for not being, you know, not transforming in some way and a lot of the ways he did he sounds more uh sad i guess and more tired than ever uh but in a way it sounds like he's like kind of accepted this is a part of life and he sounds a little more like he's submitted to uh that state of depression and anxiety he feels a lot in his life and maybe he's more comfortable with it i guess it was less new to him i guess you could say because because on his on his previous one it's a lot more like dang dude like you're really getting into this but um, on this there's some points of hope i guess you could say in the lyrics but uh it as lyrically it's kind of like he he, because previously and there are some points in this where just his wordplay is just crazy he says some crazy stuff but dude it's, it's a lot more it's a lot some of his what he says is a lot less subtle but, yeah, but he does like he's like he'll, he'll say something like I don't know what it is. It'll be like like he'll say oh I'm de- I've been depressed lately or something, but it doesn't come off as cringe as as like a little peep saying it or, or somebody else of that. It's poignant. It's like uh, yeah, it, he, I, I know what you're saying. It's like he'll say something and it's it's like very direct. Uh, but you as to what he's saying, but you're able to reflect on it later. I wish I had written down. There was one song on here I was like. That is one of the saddest and most relatable things I've like ever heard somebody say. Yeah, in in, in a way, some of that kind of reminds. And this is a weird comparison, but it reminds me of you listen to Mount Erie. Yeah, you know that record about his wife. Yes. How he I and mean, that's a lot more just like he really doesn't 
he doesn't try to be subtle. Uh huh. He's just yeah. That album, it's like a crow looked at me or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, so, sort of Earl has been a lot more with his delivery like that, like a lot less subtle and just kind of saying stuff. But but he does it well, kind of uh-huh. like like on Mount Erie. That guy does it pretty well. He's okay. At one point, Earl on this. Sorry, this is going back to the this album, but he he says something about how he's like refining a process or something like that. Yeah, talking he, about being depressed, and I was like, he's like, I spent spent most of my life depressed. I'm trying to refine this now or something like like about his. his I really I like that. Like he he has a lot of really good lines like that though on this album that I I, I think, uh, yeah, it's he impactful, get, man. Yeah, he, he he throws it and he uses that uh, straightforwardness to his advantage rather than some people. Just not had some people just having a lack of, of ability or so, self awareness or self awareness. Yeah. They just say, uh, you know, they say like, oh, I'm depressed, I'm so sad, or whatever they say, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's just like, okay, dude, like be a little bit more uh, creative, I guess, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, um, I like the song. I, I there was like also what was cool about this one is uh, there, even though it was very tired sounding, very run down sounding, uh, kind of uh, lifeless, like we talked about last time. He did sound lifeless a few times, uh, but I like that for this. I like the it works with the aesthetic. Uh, he didn't always sound like that, though. Yeah. We've, we caught a few glimpses of kind of that more aggressive kind of Earl uh, on a few tracks. One that sticks out is uh, December 24. Uh, we, we, we get this uh, really aggressive flow. Um, one thing that was interesting, though, was even on those more aggressive tracks. I'm gonna say the production on this one is uh, the more is is probably the most low key laid back production he's had. Even though the last one was more minimalistic, I feel like this one was it kept him sounding tired even when he was aggressive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It like really aided in that, and, and like I just I, it was very consistent in its tone. Yeah, a lot of it not having really uh, strong snare or bass drum that's what that's what a lot of and, and blue does that a lot that's why it reminded me a lot of blue is they don't he, he doesn't try a lot of times to uh i guess they don't spoon feed you with the beat mm-hmm. it, it's like sometimes they won't he won't have like he'll he won't have a kick in the song or it'll be very weak mm-hmm. or, or he'll do that with the snare also or, or like you know sometimes when you make beats um there's already a snare in the sample but you add an extra layer yeah. To make it pop more, they just don't do that. Yeah, it, it, which I think is cool. But Earl does that a lot in this. I feel it's like. kind of. Have you listened to Ka before? No. Um, I, I I need to show you some Ka. Ka is a rapper based out of New York, and he has a lot of stuff like that too. Where it's like, it's almost like sounds unmixed sometimes. But that's kind of the aesthetic yeah. he goes for. Is uh, there will be a beat underneath this stuff, but uh, or there will be a sample rather. But like that's it. Like he kind of just raps to the sample. Yeah, and I like that in a way because it, it sort of get it, it. It's like shows that they have integrity. They want to be like spoon feeding you with the with the poppiness of it, just being like, okay, here's the super strong kick, you know, boom back, you know, sound and snares and all this. Like like it, they don't need to hit you over the head with what they're doing. I think that's cool for hip hop at least, especially this type of sound. If you're not doing something, if you just have time to listen to this album, I'd suggest just sitting down and listening to it uh, because because of that aspect of it, uh, in a way, it draws you to it. It helps you listen to more what they're saying but also because of the lack of beat i would say also this isn't just something you like go work out to or something you know oh definitely yeah not, it's, definitely it's like not. it's it's more like this is more something you need to sit down listen to i mean it's even got like a like what people call people call it i don't 
I sort of resent this, but you know, lo-fi hip hop. Okay, yeah, it's got kind of, and this is a really popular thing that's coming up. Is like you've got these YouTube channels and stuff, and it's people me- call it lo-fi. Yeah, it's it's silly. They'll get it. Uh, Music to study to people. Call, I mean, it's yeah. just basically a some. There's there's some sometimes a lo-fi aesthetic to the mixing, but it's not necessarily lo-fi. Uh, I mean, but it's basically just old school sounding hip hop, which is cool. It's like minimalistic, kind of more old school. Yeah. Style. Yeah. It, but but it, it it's got. I would I would very much associate it with that sound, which I do like the sound. the The title of it, the title of what people call it, I could do without. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, the features on this one, kind of like the last Real Sweatshirt album, uh, relatively unknown artists, as far as I know, uh, but all of their appearances are, are brief, but like, I think they add a lot to the songs. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't dislike any of them. Um, I think the point of a feature should be to enhance your song. It shouldn't be to steal the song away from you. It shouldn't be to make it crappier, obviously. Uh, it should just be to enhance your song in some way. And I feel like if the feature does that, it's, you know, I, I I think it's done its job, and, and all of them I feel did their job. Me too, and I feel like they didn't steal the show, and I feel like they were genuine features because some some people have features on their album, and it, it, it's almost like it's almost like I see that track and I'm like, oh, here we go with this. Like, of course, you know, uh, Travis Scott's gonna have a Quavo appearance, yeah, right. or, or of course, um, oh, I don't know, Kanye West in, in a six nine song or something like that. It, yeah. It's it's like. It's almost like okay, I'm waiting for that moment. But since these, since these are less known people, it's almost like I don't have an expectation of of what it's gonna be like. Yeah, and, and it, in fact, I walked away from a lot of these being pleasantly surprised, wanting to check these guys out because I was like, this was was cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and I wonder and what I, their other stuff sounds like. And, it, and like I said, it, it seems more sincere because it's like, oh, I want these guys on because they're actually gonna help the song rather than oh, I'm gonna get. Uh, I don't know who Kendrick Lamar or somebody big on, on this track just to have that, you know, to kind of ride that wave. Right. So I, I feel like that gave the album a lot more integrity as well. Yeah. Um, so some of the features on here, so we can just throw those out there. Someone called standing on the corner, I believe standing on the corner played bass on some of these songs, actually from what I read of the liner notes. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Navy blue in the mint. Yeah. That was a good feature. Um, he also, uh, I want to ask you, what do you think of that song, Playing Possum? I don't particularly remember that one. That was the one, he actually didn't rap in it. There was It was like a sound collage. There's a woman speaking and a man speaking. Oh, oh. Um, I believe, what, that was his father and his mother. It's his mom and his dad, yeah. Did you like that song? I did like that. I think he did a, a good job with that one. That kind of made me uh, thinking. Though, I, I don't know what he was going for message-wise. She was kind of giving a thank you speech. Yeah. And he was given like some sort of like, he was my like people re- being driven out of some place. He's like reading a poem, I think. Yeah, and he was talking about like, sort of, I got the vibes of like, uh, like African-Americans being oppressed in some type of way. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly. It sounded, I, I don't know. I'm ignorant. I don't know. It sounded like maybe some black ears were like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I, it, it was kind. I thought it was cool with the two contrasts, like, yeah. like, cause she was like, "Oh, I'd like to thank, uh, mm-hmm. you know, everybody. Thank you to, you know, my son, Tebe or whatever his name is, and, and all this stuff." And then he's saying like this, something on the on the opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah, something that kind of like makes your hair stand up a little bit on the on the back of your neck, so kind of alarming sounding. And so I thought it was. I thought it was well. How I, I thought it was well executed. How he had those two contrasting. Especially since it was his father and mother, and his, I believe his father's a poet. Yeah, I believe so. And how they, uh, those two contrasting uh, audio clips, especially since it was his father and mother, 
um, right next to each other. I thought that was pretty cool. I really like that song. It made me feel very sad, but I think that's what he was going for. I don't, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know exactly what he was going for, but it made me, made me feel sad. But I like it. Sometimes you just want to feel sad when you listen to music, right? Sometimes it's what yeah. you want to feel a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I think overall this album was a continuation of uh, some of the vibes from the previous album. Um, yeah, just more of a, a feeling of, I guess, of acceptance of those, some of those feelings he was kind of struggling with on the last one. Yeah. Um, that that last album didn't really possess. He, he sounds a lot older, I'd say, too. He sounds like he's experienced more. And uh, I like it. I'm liking the new Earl Sweatshirt album. Sounds um, like he, he's definitely found his style. Seems like he was kind of coming into it with his last record, but now he officially has it, and he's comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. He's comfortable with... with uh, just truly dark, like sincerely dark, um, with what he says, right? And not in an edgy way, mm-hmm. like like a lot of people does, and and that that's like a lot of people do now, and and that's what I impresses me. One of the things that impresses me the most about Earl is is his ability to do that and not come off in a uh, be edgy, yeah, in, in, in a way that he has any other um, any other intention than just saying how he feels. So cool. I got one last question for you, and we, we 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 touched on this briefly, but just what do you feel about how do you feel about the song lengths of all of the songs? Maybe some could have been longer, but I feel like with it just being just the title, some rap songs. I mean, though maybe some of them were kind of half written, uh, or or felt half written. I think he definitely. I mean, it, it left you with being like, oh, I kind of want some more, which, which is good to be on an album. But then when you never kind of. Uh, deliver that more. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, maybe maybe he could have made the songs a little bit longer. However, I I can't hold that against him because I think, he, like I said, it, just by the title of it, some rap songs, it's already just kind of like okay, here's some songs that I have that uh-huh. I'm just putting out. It is what it is. I it's funny that you I I kind of get into this sometimes when I'm talking about especially one of my very favorite artists, Flying Lotus, who also has collaborated with Earl Sweatshirt uh, in the past. Uh, Flying Lotus kind of does that. He doesn't. I feel like sometimes he uh, doesn't quite develop stuff enough in order for me to get a full enjoyment out of it. And, and when he does do that, I'm just like, this guy's amazing. Uh, but um, I think you could maybe make that same argument about some of these songs. Like maybe they're not fleshed out enough. I agree. I feel like the difference between this and like uh, like Flying Lotus, uh, some some of the stuff he's guilty on uh, with with as far as that goes. Uh, I feel like the difference is that Earl Sweatshirt is rapping. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It just feels complete to me. Uh, I, I didn't get that feeling. And I was kind of, I'm going to be honest, I was a little bit worried about that when I saw all these, most of these songs, you know, were like a minute and a half long. And I was worried, like, are we going to like get to these songs and they're not going to be, they're not going to be developed enough and they're just going to be right onto the next thing or what? I, I never really felt that way, actually. And, and maybe that's some, uh, what do they call that? Confirmation bias or some uh, rose-colored glasses? Because I love Earl Sweatshirt so much, but I mean, I love Flying Lotus too, and he's done that a few times to me. So I don't know why I would feel different about this. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I didn't feel like it was. If if I have one complaint about this album, it'd probably be that that some of the songs maybe could have been longer. But who knows? Maybe if they were longer, I would be complaining about that. Yeah. We, we, we like to complain. We're the Complain Boys. That's the alternate name to this podcast, That's actually. our alternate name. We got we got the uh, uh, Odds Against All, Satellite, Satellite Boys. Satellite Boys. And uh, uh, complain, complain Boys. boys. Also, l- 
clean cut suicide boys. Clean cut suicide boys. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, that's sorry. It. Yeah. Um, speaking of Flying Lotus, though, one last thing is one song that I enjoyed, Cold Summers. Do you remember that song? Yes, that was one of my favorite ones. Oh yeah, I have some least. Well, I already talked about my least favorite. That was uh, that was the first track. No. Shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. Uh, but Cold Summers is one of my favorite ones. It yeah. sounded like kind of Flying Lotus production, and, and I feel like that was very much that was one of like the really weird female singer sample right yeah yeah and, and he he that's like classic earl he sounds like classic earl in that song it sounds like earl in his prime like not i don't want to say in his prime but like when you think of earl that was him on that track mm-hmm. and i i the reason i bring that up is because you talked about flying lotus it sounded mm-hmm. like flying lotus produced that track even yeah. though i'm pretty I would sure say earl so made too. all these beats yeah but it, it, it sounded like Flying Lotus produced that, and, and I thought it was a well-done song, but it sounded like classic Earl. Yeah. And so, But I, I thought it was a good song. I really like that one. I really like Asukar. I really like The Mint. I really like Playing Possum because it was just unlike anything he's ever done. He didn't even rap in it, actually, but I like that one. I like the single Nowhere to Go and Cold Summers. Those are my favorite ones. Yeah, I like all those, too. Um, it's, it's Shattered Dreams actually was one of my favorite, though. Sweet. Um, that one especially, I know I've said this, hundred times but that one especially reminded me of blue for some reason hmm. i'll have to go I, I i guess i just need to go back and listen to some more blue blue sounds a little bit more hood sometimes than earl does but yeah. but it, it's it's good stuff cool uh what would you rate this one well, there, before i did you say want to say anything else about this one that's all i got okay what would you rate it give it a letter grade i'd give it hope not being too liberal a b plus i'm gonna say an a minus a minus yeah yeah, I'd give it a B plus because there's definitely songs I'm gonna go back to and listen to. I, I would definitely listen to this record again. Yeah. However, I, there was nothing. I mean, just putting it up next to, like, I listen to things for what they are. But but listening it up next to some of my other favorite, especially hip hop albums, I wouldn't I wouldn't go back to and listen to this nearly as much as I would go back to listen to say my favorite rapper Denzel Curry, um, <laughs> Denzel, his last his last album Zeltron. Taboo. Yes. Is, I listen to it. I give that album an A plus. Every other day, yeah, I'm listening to that album. So great. I give that album an A plus. I wish we would have been doing this when this came out. I would have had so many. I would have been just raving over it. I love that album so much. Maybe we can go back and I don't know. Who knows? But but day. but I'm kind of putting up next to to that's kind of my uh, point of reference, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Put it up next to that. I give it a B plus. Cool. I, yeah, a minus. I'm cool with that. Uh, would you return back to the to to either of these albums in a whole and listen to them in, in like as a whole? Um, perhaps to see if maybe in like a month or so to see if I still feel the same way about it as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, just out of p- sheer enjoyment, probably not the 1975 one. Mm-hmm. There's definitely songs I'll go back to and listen to that I really liked on that album. Uh-huh. I, mean, Ur- I feel the same way about that one too. There's some good songs I return to, but yeah. And the Earl one is short enough to where I probably could listen to it as a whole. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Not even on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You just put it on. It's like, it's over. <laughs> um, and some of them play to each other as far as like the track listing goes, but um, maybe not just intentionally. But I do feel uh, I, I like the album as a whole better than the 1975. It didn't feel as much of a chore. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way about both of those. I'll definitely be going back to this Earl album, uh, probably to give it a bigger lyrical study. Um, I'm definitely going to go back to some of the tracks from the 1975's newest album, though. But uh, definitely go check both those albums out. Again, the first album we reviewed, the 1975, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. second album was by Earl Sweatshirt. It's called just called Some Rap Songs. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're both, both great efforts. 
I would say. Both, on their parts, albums. yeah, both great efforts. Both great efforts. Um, I, I enjoyed both the albums. Like I said, I mean, don't everything negative I had to say about the albums was said on this. And so I, I, I thought they were both good albums. 1975, I'm glad. Uh, I'm going to be listening to whatever they have coming out in the future. So they good job on their part. Earl Sweatshirt, I'm glad you're making some improvements. Yeah, Earl Sweatshirt, thank you for blessing us with more music. We, we love it. And uh, hope you're feeling well, man. And uh, anyone else out there, uh, if, you, if you're struggling... You know, talk to somebody. Uh, and music is a great way to help you feel better. I understand that music can't always make you feel better, but uh, it's helped me a lot with stuff. And I would say that this Earl Sweatshirt album is it might be might be something you might be interested in. If you're having a hard time or um, something like that, you're feeling anxious, this might be something good to put on that could uh, help you kind of relieve some of those feelings a little bit. Yeah, perhaps it could uh, help you out, aid you <laughs> in a time of need. Yeah. And uh, Oh, aid you. I thought you said aid you. Age, it definitely, the, like some, some points cheese. on that first album could age you. And, okay, okay. Oh, of course, yes. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, great albums. That's all great we have to say about them. That's all I got, all I got too. Uh, next episode, hopefully we'll have a guest. <laughs> we are working on getting our first guest. These first two episodes, we got just us, but we want to interview everybody. Everybody who does local music, we're going to be hitting you up, and we are going to have you on here put you in the hot seat we're gonna be against you and i'm excited about that hot seat hot cheetos maybe and, too and we're gonna have a complimentary bag of hot cheetos to get these mics all smelly get all smelly and everybody's we're gonna be smelling each other's breath it's gonna be great yeah it, when you when you walk in to the stone sheba instead of having a passcode you we just stick our head out the door and we, we sniff your breath yeah and it's like oh that's rank enough y'all want to come us. on our podcast now that's rank enough for us to let you in i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> so just we're very very cleanly here you gotta wash your hands before you come in yeah wash your um, hands but yeah thanks uh everybody for listening uh like i said we recorded this at the stone sheba um anything you want to announce brad uh, just just keep in mind that this isn't coming up yeah no i i uh well i made the mistake of last time i was i was really uh arrogant and i was thinking oh we'll have this up by the time uh by the time stuff comes up, I, I, I purposely didn't look into any upcoming shows this time because all the upcoming shows I, I announced in the first episode are have basically come and gone. So um, hopefully whenever we get into a little better groove um, and we have things set up a little bit more, um, we can start announcing things for y'all in here. Uh, right now, yeah, just support local music. Support music in general. It's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, we really love and appreciate y'all for, for listening to us. And uh, we hope you have a great day. Um, you're probably going to get two episodes at once, right? Like whenever we post. I'm, I'm assuming we'll probably. Eh, let's not do that. Okay, maybe not. At least within a couple of days of each other. I will say that. Okay. You'll get a bonus episode. You'll get, you'll get it pretty quick, uh, episode one and two. Again, this is the Odds Against All podcast. Uh, pretty soon, we're going to have social media up, right? Oh, yeah, within the day. Yeah, and just again, just to shout us out, uh, shout out our own uh, Instagrams. You can go follow me at Brad BB. So it's on Instagram, I'm B-B-B-R-A-D-B-B-B. Cullen, what's your, what's your Instagram username? Cullenial, just type in C-U-L-L-E-N-B-B, B-E-B-E-E. Follow me on Instagram, and the link to our page is on there. Again, for the 800th time, this is the Odds Against All podcast. I'm Cullen. I'm Brad. Thanks a lot for listening. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you.